You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. Episode, we'll be talking about Kraftwerk Trans Europe Express. On the line, I have Rob. Yes. And Ben. Europe Endless. Trans Europe Express is a 6 2 album by a German electronic musical band, Kraftwerk, released in March 1977 on Kling Kling Records. The producer was Ralph Hunter, Florian uh, Schneider, and the genre is electronic pop, synth pop, electronic experimental pop i'm going to read from the book stephen dalton a glistening panoramic of elegance and decadence traveling in technology trans europe express is a streamlined celebration of europe's romantic past and shimmering future the gorgeous rolling vistas of europe endless book in the album while craftworks often overlooked sense of black humor surfaces on showroom dummies a rye uh, Repose of critics of their emotionless image. <laughs> there is also a rare division into the McBride on the eerie, eerie, darkly comic Hall of Mirrors. During this period, Bowie was one of Kraftwerk's army of famous fans, paying homage on his classic Berlin album Heroes. Hunter and Schneider returned the favor by name-checking Bowie and Iggy Pop on the title track to Trans Europe Express, a locomotive whose relentless piston-pumping rhythmic mimics the sound of train wheels on metal rails with a trance-like intensity. With its innovative use of early sequencer technology, Kraftwerk's sixth album helped shape the musical climate that filled the vacuum after punk rock, alerting a new generation of record buyers to electronic music. Metal on Metal, the uh, panel-beating sister track, and Trans Europe Express later became a key influence on hip-hop, electro, and industrial music. Most famously, African Bambata sampled these beats and that melody with the electro and dance movement to come on his 82 hip-hop hit, Planet Rock. Once again, Kraftwerk sounded effortlessly ahead of their time. All right, what do we think of Kraftwerk Trans Europe Express? It's fucking awesome. I, I I love this. I love this album. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know if I can <laughs> go there. <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind, Birch. <laughs> I let's see. I'm gonna quote. Uh, so this is from uh, the L.A. Times in 2014. I don't know if I agree with this because this is a bold statement. The L.A. Times called this the most important pop album of the last 40 years. Man, I don't know if they're wrong. I do not know if they're wrong. Definitely, uh, like ripples of influence, yeah. like with the, the the direction popular music would go. 
I think so too. I think it's a very important album. However, <laughs> I am not on board for the redundant lyrics uh, that seem to be simple enough. It, it's like they're doing enough. How to how to let me let me just read what I wrote. It's not engaging enough, and it's not ambient enough it sits right in this place that for some reason i can't get beyond the repetitive lyrics of these things i love the it doesn't just kind of like put you in a trance i love the trance elements but here's the thing the repetitive vocals and the vocalizations of the robotic sounds bring me out it pulls me back out if this had no lyrics i think i would I would identify with it more. It's strange. But I understand that this music cannot be made without that robotic sort of vocalization. And so I admire it for being there. I just, there's something about it that my, I cannot get beyond. Yeah. I don't know. I like the, I like the lyrical aspect of Kraftwerk songs. You know, it's it's easy to parody, like the the like just like emotionless deliveries, sometimes with like the like vocoder effects. You know, also you know, Europe is a second language. Uh, like the it, it the Europe being or English being there. Did I say Europe as a second language, or did I say English <laughs> as a second language? But you're you're not wrong <clears throat> on that. Right, right, right. No, uh, not that European is a language. Uh, so honestly, Birch, I I don't know what. Like as far, uh, so we're listening to Europe Endless right now. Yeah. Um, this Europe Endless, 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 Europe Endless, Europe Endless, Endless. Life is timeless, Europe Endless, Life is timeless, Europe Endless. So your issue is with the Europe Endless aspect, which is, I'm just going to call their chorus. Because <laughs> everything else going on with it, you know, we, we, we got fucking great lyrics and uh, and decadence, Europe Endless, Elegance and Decadence, Europe Endless. <laughs> Okay, so I'm I'm not gonna say that they're fucking rewriting the no you know, the that's what that's I, I think I'm trying to present that though is I don't think I love the minimalism of it though exactly like, I, 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 the English as a second language uh, crutch that they may have definitely plays right into the minimalist as, yeah. Uh, aesthetic yeah which is it, it like if they weren't doing it intentionally it's it's very serendipitous for them. But like, I, and the, I, I don't know if they're not do. I, I don't believe that they're doing anything in like, I, I, no, I'm sorry. I think that they do everything intentionally. So coming off of Audubon, you've got a band that was, their whole thing was like German, 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 German. They were, they were being very like authentically like German. They were proud of where they came from. The, the fact that Audubon was like the name of the record and the name of the song, like had like, it was, it was intentionally like abrasive to everyone else because Hitler was the one that like invented the Autobahn and them singing in German was also intentional, the abrasive because pop bands of like the Europe or, or of, of Germany at that particular point in time intentionally didn't sing in German because that was considered to be like kind of like a, a nationalist. And that was a bad thing. And so with this record, they're embracing their more European heritage mm -hmm. 
whether or not that is a uh, to sell more records or or whatever else, but like they they intentionally went broader than Germany at this point in time. So, but they're still keeping with the minimalist aspect of 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 the first like uh, I guess the. I wouldn't call it, you know, Audubon's not their first record, but it's their first record as Kraftwerk being Kraftwerk, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that was their first, like, you know, we're, we're doing this thing and this, this is our idea. And, um, and they were getting some blowback, you know, with, you know, Audubon being a construct of the Nazi regime and just their, the way they presented themselves as, you know, like, like they're, a, they're, a, they're a German machine. People were making correlations that the band wasn't necessarily comfortable with. I, I think that they were d- maybe keen to to embrace the uh, a, a newer, more European identity on this record. Yeah, and and that that would explain quite a bit of like why there's English versions and there's French versions of some of these songs, like. They're they're expanding out. They're they're trying to like bring more people into the fold. But lyrically, like just like everything else, like with this band, it's like we are going to have exactly enough of this and not any more or any less. It'll be the exact right amount. And that's gonna be the statement. Like they're they're the the idea of being a machine, like they 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 aren't musicians, they are simply machines making music plays directly to like the simplicity and the repetition of, uh, of the whole thing. I don't know. No, I get that. That's, that's perfectly, that's a, a very good way to put it is yeah. They sound mechanical in their presentation of these songs. I think for me, I, as a listening experience, it just, there's something about that, that, maybe I don't find enjoyable. Maybe I don't find the mechanicalness of the lyrics enjoyable, but I do find uh, when I can concentrate more on what's going on in the background and the repetition of that trance type music, I find that somehow uh, I can kind of zone out to those things. But then when, when lyrics come into the fold, it breaks that. I think that's what I'm trying to get at and it's intentional and I get that. And I, that's, that's how they have to make the music to create this sort of robotics, you know, robots making music. I just don't know if I can play along with something or if I'm enjoying that as much as I I guess I probably thought I I would Um, because there are a lot of other bands that they absolutely influence that i'm i'm more a fan of um in this type of music i mean great band craftwork is doing exactly what they're what they're doing i think these songs accomplish a lot and they are very smart i just maybe it's just a i think it's just a taste thing that i'm just i'm just having this like something about it is just not connecting for me did any of these tracks stand out to you as being like yeah. really good or awesome? Yeah, I mean, I like Showroom Dummies. It's it's a, f- a funny song. Uh, Metal on Metal is actually really great. I really wish it didn't also have the lyrics Trans Europe Express um, because it could have it could have stood on its own without bringing back that refrain. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to uh, be part of the suite, though. I know. I understand that. 
Um, it's not that I, I, I don't get it. It's just that I don't know. I think to, to speak on, to speak on what you were bringing up a minute ago, Birch, uh, like from, from like an artist statement standpoint or like, uh, you know, performance as art, as artists, I think what they're going for is at the time coming from at this point, this is 1977. I think it's at the time, it's still a really interesting artistic take on, you know, what is pop music? What, like, what is the performer? I think at this point in history, it would, you couldn't do it without being cliched. And, and, and there's so, it's so easy to parody craft work. But at the time, as like a, a modern minimalist statement, lyrically and musically, and, and also in performance and delivery, I think for 1977, it sounds fresh. Yeah, it does. Yeah, this is unlike anything else that we're getting from 1977. Mm-mm. So it's very yeah. unique. Uh, Bowie was touring around in a uh, old Mercedes-Benz listening only to craft work nonstop. Like a year before this record came out and would tell anyone, anyone that was even around him that Kraftwerk was his favorite band. Is this, he was so fucking into this at this point in time, Bowie would have been like, as we consider like a Google search, like anything that came out of Bowie's mouth was fucking like, Oh my goodness. Number one result. Yes, I am going to listen to Kraftwerk now. Thank you very much. The, the the part of Bowie's career where he's driving around in, in old Mercedes Benz listening only to Kraftwerk. Does this, and just inhaling all of the blows possible. Does does this correlate? uh, Does this uh, uh, correspond at at all or correlate at all with his, the, the, fascist controversies he was dealing with during the station the thin, station. White, the thin white duke was very into the autobahn <laughs> yes and uh in, you know we we mentioned it earlier uh uh bowie got to meet with craftwork craftwork got to meet with bowie yeah uh, we we know already bowie was a big uh craftwork fan he was playing uh uh what was it radioactivity before shows on on the the station to station tour he's way yep. into them Kraftwerk was was uh, excited to meet Bowie because uh, Rolf Hutter's favorite band is the Stooges, and they knew that Iggy Pop had been doing work with uh, with David Bowie. So it's funny they, 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 like Bo, Bowie comes into I, I you know I wasn't I, I wasn't a fly on the wall obviously, but I'm imagining like Bowie's coming into this 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 meeting as a huge Kraftwerk fan. And Ralph Hunter's coming into this meeting is like, you're the guy who has worked with my idol. <laughs> you oh, do, you, do you know Iggy Pop? Tell, tell me more about Iggy Pop. <laughs> Music nonstop Iggy Pop. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that story. I love, you know, I, I love, you know, the people in Kraftwerk, they sound like robots, but these are human dudes, you know, like, Craftwork, the 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 project, Craftwork, the the recorded album, sounds like one thing, and I love knowing that Ralph Hutter's just going home and just bumping the Stooges. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you know? that, that that's the whole fucking beauty of like the Krautrock scene. That like, I mean, a little bit before this, like, is that 
they came from a, they had no culture. They had nothing. And they realized that they weren't fucking blues dudes from the Delta. So they built this fucking like sound and it was Mm -hmm. funky as shit. Like, I don't know when funk got introduced to Krautrock or when Krautrock was introduced to funk. I don't know when that was married, but it fucking happened. I don't know who did it. I don't like, I don't know what can was listening to, but they're funky as shit. Oh dude. Hallelujah. Yeah. Funky is absolute very shit. funky. V funk. But, but like they're building their own thing. And so like you, you get, you get to this point with like, so craft is kind of breaking out like in a way that the other bands didn't. Um, but like, it's this new sound, it's a sound that hadn't existed beforehand. It wasn't them trying to fucking like sound like the blues. It wasn't them trying to sound like rock and roll. This is, this is, this is the gift that the Germans gave the fucking Western world. Like this built techno, this built hip hop. Mm -hmm. This is the basis of those movements. And like, it came from, like them just trying to fucking like make a thing that was their own because they had no culture at that point. It's fucking beautiful. It's an amazing thing that happened. And this is just the start of it. Like, you know, like I, I, as much as I am a fan of, you know, Autobahn, like trans hero express is like where they, this is where the, this is where they cut their teeth. Um, Like Mm -hmm. this is their first, like real big, like outing, and kind of doing more pop-oriented, but very minimalist stuff. this month uh uh carrie my wife her stepdad he likes records he's a big pink floyd fan like that's his scene he's a pink floyd dude and i was at his place uh a month or two ago and i was i saw in the in the front of his record crate and was like his like recently being played he had a handful of Kraftwerk albums he had uh he had Autobahn, uh, Trans Europe Express, and Man Machine, and uh, we got in a conversation about it because uh, I was into Kraftwerk, and he was talking about how Pink Floyd was his gateway to Kraftwerk. Like he was waiting to Pink Floyd, and someone in like the seventies had been like, "Oh man, like if you're into just like kind of like songs that take their time and do like a trance, but like have those, those pop melodies in there. I don't know. I'm sure they weren't using the same words, but uh, like, Hey, like check out these guys. And he got into wavy gravy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, But long story short, he he showed up at my house a few weeks ago. uh, And I have inherited his copy of trans Europe express on vinyl, which is a Belgian pressing, uh, which has the same, 
uh, original album cover is the German pressing. Uh, the CD here, like that, uh, you can see it. That's the like the American in your uh, like British pressing. That's the one I got. Yes, yes. But it wasn't until a few days ago I realized I'd read on Wikipedia that they had recorded showroom dummies. Uh, they had also recorded a French language version. And I knew that Eric had mentioned that this was a Belgian pressing. So I pulled it up and sure enough, the version of this one is, is Le Manicain and uh, the whole uh, the showroom dummies uh, is all in, in French. Even the chorus, they don't, they don't have the showroom dummies chorus. I was like, Le Manicain. <laughs> That's awesome. It's fucking cool, yeah, man. Yeah, it's cool. So we're, we're, we're getting close to uh, Schaffinster Poopin being, uh, or Puppin being done and we're going to get to track one side two birch can i tell you some things about trans europa express yeah Let's tell me about trans europa about express. trans yeah. europa express things i have learned about trans europe express is number one this is the only track that grandmaster flash would play uninterrupted period during his dj stuff like this was the one that would was allowed to go through this is just fucking dance music all 14 this minutes the, all 14 fucking minutes <laughs> grandmaster flash would let this thing fucking ride all the way out um craftwork actually saw him like dj <laughs> at a loft party in new york during uh, also during that he uh, had two two different copies of it and he was mixing metal on metal to where it was just the fucking hook over and over and over oh, again, dude, which Kraftwerk was so cool. stoked about because that's exactly what they did in the studio. <laughs> 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 Not mixing with records, obviously, but just like playing with the sequence the way that was done. Um, yeah. Oh, man, that's cool. Other things I learned about this song is that Joy Division, this was their walkout music. I read that too, man. Ian yeah. Curtis would play the entire album every night over the, not just backstage, but like over the PA, the entire album before Joy Division would walk out to get the band and the crowd in a vibe that he thought was fitting to start a Joy Division show. So fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the album yeah. does have, it's got a really nice arc to it. It does. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, the, Endly, ending with that endless, endless. It's just, it's just like a, just like a nice little mwah on the end. I like it. Like this lead we're listening to right now is just the basis of Electro. Oh, the, the, the like, Planet Rock riff? Yeah. <laughs> Electro doesn't exist without that fucking riff. Like um, it was called by, uh, well, they, they've been called by. Derek May, who was uh, one of the pioneers of Detroit techno, uh, was in a, a a group called the Bellevue Three. Riff is called Stiff But Funky. I've Stiff seen a funky. whole bunch of people express just how funky they think Kraftwerk is. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 dude, it's 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 drivingly funky. It is, and. I, uh, it's the fact that you could replace a drummer with a machine and the machine would give you more of an insight on the rigidity of funk. <laughs> <laughs> and so like Kraftwerk's just doing this like very straightforward 
backwards and forwards, just like straight line. But because of the way that the drums have to be sequenced, it just has enough stink on it for mm-hmm. it to be funky. But yeah, right. like it's, it's a, it, yeah, but I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> for We're listening to the title track right now, Trans Europe Express. It, it's got the, the driving beat of the song is evocative of a train train rhythm but it's not a train rhythm they tried their hardest to make the beat of the song the same rhythm of the clickety clack of a train but it was just not danceable enough of a rhythm so they augmented it just enough to make it make your butt shake so so yeah it's like it's like a funky train they did a better job at the Doppler effect than they did at the uh, ability to make a train, <laughs> train sound. Um, what I found interesting was that when this record came out, they uh, they put the critics on a train. Apparently, the 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 whole Stevie Wonder, let's uh, fly him somewhere uh, <laughs> thing. Uh, they found they got some really old trains uh, or a really old engine to pull some old carts. Uh, that they like the the PA was playing the record, and they took the train from Paris to Reims, I believe R E I M S, and that was how the critics got to listen to this record That's was cool. on the Trans on train Europe Express going from two destinations. And in nowadays terms, that'll take one hour and twenty three minutes. I don't know what a vent taken for this. So possibly three times through the record is what they had to listen to on the, the, on the way the, there. The actual IRL Trans Europe Express, though, though built before the seventies, in I'd heard like in the seventies was like the the height of I don't want to say popularity, but like the the, the height of usage and and uh, uh, activity for the Trans Europe Express. So it, it's a topical song. Though, though, not because it's a new thing. It's just like if you look at a chart of like the like the the prominence of the Trans Europe Express, it it peaks right around mid seventies, where you can you but, can I mean, really just get around the continent. That's exactly why like this is the step out of like German. We're a German band, but now we're a European band. Is that that, that them going from the autobahn to the thing that expands the entire, or, uh, yeah, expands the entirety of the uh, the continent and even absolutely. So Slant Slant magazine called it a sonic poem to Europe. That's a very good. That's a good. Yeah. One. God, this fucking Man. song is so good. Technology plus transport equals craftwork album sometimes but oftentimes, at least for two <laughs> oftentimes it's just technology actually yeah. it's always just technology autobahn yeah so That's what was technology man what and were transport. they doing different on this album with the sequencing yeah rob talk about the, that fancy sequencer the, the synthonorma i think it was a six track 32 note sequencer 32 steps, 16 channel is what so I, I 16, wrote down. So it's 16 tracks, 32 notes. Um, so they're able to sequence any uh, control voltage input. It, it, you, you could take a, a an, an entirety of a mini Moog and run it through that sequencer, and then you have three whole oscillators that are going to give you 32 notes at a point in time. But more than likely, they have their own just like little uh, – like that they they had their own specific oscillator set up already um 
imagine 16 tracks, 32 notes, and you can make those go as fast as you want in, in, in the individual track. It, you, you could, you could compose symphonies with that if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that was new at the time so that they, they were brand fucking new. They were really mm. on top of the, the technology for sequencing, which makes perfect sense that this is so revolutionary. I mean, this album came out and it was like gloves are off. I mean, you can do anything with sequencers now, but I mean, even with that, it's minimal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like I'm not the, saying the, that they're it, using the, it to the full extent. They are keeping it within, uh, the parameters. Um, but I, I'm sure it, it, it helped I mean, to it, expand. It's, just, it's keeping one of their members from having to literally play the, the, the drum beat, right? It's keeping all of them from having to play like the, the majority, any, any rhythmic part. So like yeah. any of the bass lines, they don't have to play anymore. Like, yeah. Cause I mean, even like uh, I, I tried uh, just for funsies to, uh, to sequence out uh, like uh, Europe endless and it's so long <laughs> that to uh, for, like and y- using using this minimal ass like late 80s technology that I have, like just the idea of like a switching up the note, like just, like the, the note where the uh, the sequence starts is a, a giant pain in the ass. So even with the amount of tracks they had to work with on this, like it still wasn't fucking fun. <laughs> right. I mean, it was fun, but like, well, who it, knows it, what's it, fun to to a uh, to a German? Um, beer. Well, yeah. Beethoven. Okay. Okay. Bach. Uh, uh, se- sequencing automation. Machines. <laughs> machines. R- r- robots. <laughs> I'm still listening to Trans Europa Express here, and I'm still happy that it's happening in my ears. Birch, are you are you over it? I'm a little. We passed it. metal on metal by now, right? I think uh, I remember hearing some metal on metal. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah this is metal on metal. So, like side B really is it, it's it's a suite. Yeah, like side A has three distinct songs. Side B may as well be called the Trans Europe Express Suite, even though it, it goes into metal on metal. It goes into Franz Schubert, which is a different melody. You know, and then it goes into Endless Endless, which is a, a refrain, of, re- refrain of, of, yeah, of Europe. The Endless. first three tracks, yeah. But that whole side, the, the, there's no there's no stopping or starting of any songs on side two. Right. It's a continue. I think that that is also one of the magic of uh, this album is is that it, it sequences in a way that DJs like you were saying hip hop everything matching keeping that beat throughout the entire album keeping the the rhythm the bpm like the same so that it feels like a continuous sequence it feels like continuous songs you don't know where one starts where one ends so i i yeah it's it's an innovation for sure it depending on which release or reissue of the album it has either trans europe express is one 14 minute long song or it's broken down into the different parts it, it, it that's how up to interpretation the, the the suite is you know Trans europe 
that's what we're listening to right now in our headphones which would be the trans europe express refrain after metal on metal before franz schubert i'm just picturing ian curtis kicking a whole bunch of glass over and getting thrown out of the club before he was allowed to play with joy division (laughs) during this song which absolutely fucking happened and then the band having to fucking like beg and beg and beg and beg was was ian curtis a while into craft work yeah, man, he was just fucking like kicking over bottles like in time to this. <laughs> kick, 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 kick. Line up more bottles for Ian. Yeah. The song goes on for another 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but before but they but the uh before it was over, the the band was able to get him back in. Um good. That's the benefit of having a long song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did read that they had certain rules. Kraftwerk had some rules that they wanted to lay down at this point. Uh, They said it's not easy to turn knobs on the synthesizer if you're drunk or full of drugs. How do you feel about that, Rob? Is that Uh, a true statement? That is true. That is a true statement. (laughs) (laughs) As you've got, you you have seen me play (laughs) a a multitude of multitude well and a. I would hope just a nary handful of uh, <laughs> bad knob twisting. But yeah, no, it, it's real. Especially back then, man. Like, all that shit had to be fucking tuned up. Oh, like, yeah. It has to be precise. Yeah. Like, four, four dudes with 70s technology, like, uh, like tuning. Like, that. this stuff takes 20 minutes to fucking warm up, period. And then depending if someone blows on it wrong is whether or not it's out of tune. So no, like I I, I would hate, like this has the same feeling to me as being in like a quartet, like doing Bach like stuff where you need to hold your own real hard as opposed to like, Oh, you like to hold your own real hard all the time. As opposed to just like being like, you know, the seventh trombone player in an orchestra where you can just kind of like hide a little bit or just be in the fucking like playing in the fucking punk band like where yeah. it doesn't matter if you're a little bit sloppy this music it matters all the way if you're playing sloppy because it's so precise There's like nothing if it's not to hide right behind to, nothing at all no has to be fucking like absolutely on so no yeah. I, i'm I, i'm absolutely with uh craft work at so, this point yeah, probably up at- until now at this point of their career, I think you, you were touching on this, Birch. They had enacted a band policy of uh, no no alcohol or drugs before a show. Uh, they wanted everyone to show up on point. I've I've been in bands with that, that with that rule before. Uh, it works, though. You know, there's always a day of tour that I would enjoy a nice cold beer after a long day, and I know it's not going to affect my playing. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> 
All right. What do you guys think? When you think of Trans <laughs> Europe Express. It's one of my favorite records, Birch. Um, complete positive. Um, I I enjoy it the entire way through. Um, and I will continue enjoying it the entire way through after we're done listening to all these goddamn fucking records. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, was, I was really happy we got to listen to this one, man, because yeah. it's, it's important to me. And I think it's important to the entirety of what comes after rock and roll. Yeah. Absolutely a positive for me. Um, I, I feel like lately, especially at this era of the seventies with this type of stuff that we've been covering, I keep on having the same story of I was initially hipped to this in college in my early twenties and bought a copy of it and wasn't ready for it. I, I listened to it a few times. I kind of, I, I like trans Europe express. I dug the, I, I recognized the sample from planet rock. Uh, I thought it was cool influentially. And then I put it on a shelf and it collected dust until, you know, last month. You know when when I when I got this copy from from my stepdad, and then and then this past week when we're uh, I'm intentionally listening repeatedly for the podcast, I am so much more into this as uh, a, as a guy that's almost forty than than as a guy that's barely twenty. I, I really really I enjoy this record. I don't know if I would I don't know if I would go as far as L.A. Times to say it's the most important pop album to come out of the last forty years, though. I think that they definitely bring up an arguable point. I think that would be an interesting debate, and I think they would have a lot of uh, uh, of good arguments on their side. I don't know if I would go as far as them, but I'm in the year 2020. I'm really into this record. Yeah, as an adult contemporary, you as are an adult is. contemporary. I'm into this record. <laughs> I could see the argument for for this record as being like influential. I mean, to to everything, to being for pop music for. Yeah, electronic for, yeah, even disco and, I mean, rock and roll and things like that. I, I'm still, I, I still struggle with it. I, I just can't get beyond the, I don't know, maybe I, I'm overanalyzing a bit, but I, I just can't get beyond the uh, sort of repetitiveness uh, and the sort of like lyrical elements of it that just take me out of an experience that I think they want to, they want me to feel this mechanical experience. And I, I don't, I'm not quite there. Maybe I'll get there, but right now I just, it just is not pushing me there. And the reason, I guess the reason I know that is because if if I were to put this on again, it would be an experiment. It wouldn't just be for pleasure. And it wouldn't just be for saying, yeah, I'm going to listen to some, something, uh, sure, that, you know, trans Express. I would have to actively say, okay, no, I'm going to give this another shot. So, Man, Birch, that's weird. Like, my my go-to when I, I know I have, like, about an hour's worth of prep to do in the kitchen is just shake my fucking ass to Europe Endless. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know... By the time I'm halfway done with prep, I got to fucking flip that record. <laughs> and then it's Trans Europe Express. And I'm like, this ass continues to shake. Yeah. I was going to say, how much probably 
post 80s, um, 90s or current do you listen to of electronic music, techno music like that that would have been inspired by Kraftwerk? A fair amount, would post, you say? Post 80s. Not much and for 90s. me, man. I, I, I couldn't tell you a single. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, artist I would listen to like post 96, 97 that would have had craft work on their tongue. Yeah. I guess Daft Punk. Um, I, I, but, but, I do know mm, that you, you're into Daft Punk and, and some of that. I love them. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like they, they, they were, they, they were doing that shit back in the, you know, yeah. early nineties. Like I, I can't. Sure. And I think that's, um, that's yeah. the sort of elements that I, I'm like, yeah, Kraftwerk did it. They they broke the mold. They created these things. But I think I find other artists more engaging in a way. I do like the sparseness of what they're doing, the analog elements of of them. But I, th- yeah, I I think there's just something that I, I'm not I'm not there yet. I haven't got gotten to this. I've been really digging the the minimalist of it lately. It just there, there's there's just world's so crazy there's so much going on oh, totally. there's something about putting on like like a minimalist record that i have found soothing as of late yeah and the crazy thing about that is i i mean i was trying to analyze it a lot this this week and saying well what what is it because i i actively enjoy things like phaedra like uh eno's like one one like music for airports so i love the and i like trance music i like the sort of um a deep house music and things like that, you know, like they, I, I like those things, ha- but it's something about this. It, it's not minimal enough and it doesn't do enough out like extra. I don't know. I, I, they, I can't quite put it into quite, them. They haven't quite distilled down the, um, the pop element of what they're doing. Like they, they've distilled down what it takes to create a great song but I think you might find Man Machine more palatable lyrically and sonically. Yeah. And yeah. just the, the amount of time it takes to get through track to track. So cool. I'll be interested to Is see. That a more, are, are we covering Man Machine? Yeah. Yeah, we got one more. Yep. Cool. And, and, and you're saying that one's more, I, I'm not familiar with Man Machine. It's more pop oriented? I mean, it's got, uh, I think it's got model on it. Okay. Okay. She's on a model and she's looking good. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Guys, I, I got drunk. <laughs> what's, what's next, Birch? <laughs> uh, next time we'll be talking about Billy Joel, The Stranger. Holy smokes, oh, that's great. That's a fucking awesome record. Thanks. Thanks.